The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So often we start these days with um, a sitting, but I'm actually going to start with some instructions. Um, because the style of practice that I'll be offering today is um, it's a little different than some of the styles that the other styles that are taught here. It's uh, the style of practice that I'm going to be offering today is inspired by my teacher Saira Utejaniya, and the instructions that he offers are um, it's, it's a very receptive style of practice where we are just aware of what's naturally happening to us as human beings. And so we're not choosing to direct our attention or focus on anything in particular. And so this style of practice, one of the reasons I love it so much, is because it's the same instructions whether we are um, sitting in meditation in formal practice or driving on the freeway in informal practice. So the same instructions apply so the, um, it's, very, uh, it's an ideal form of practice for daily life, and yet it also is a very powerful form of practice for formal sitting meditation. There's some, some things that can help us to see, some ways it can point to what is happening in our minds that's very powerful. And so this is the, the style of practice I'll be offering today, primarily a receptive awareness rather than a directed uh, practice. The purpose of our practice, why we're practicing, is really to understand our minds. In mindfulness practice, the purpose of our practice is to understand what's happening in our minds so that um, we can understand how our minds participate in the ways that we struggle and suffer. That understanding, seeing the ways our mind participates in the ways that we struggle, supports our mind learning something new, learning a new direction, a new way of relating to experience. Much of the way we relate to experience is habitual. It's based on our conditioning, our past, the way we've related in the past, the way our families have taught us how to respond to the world. And much of it is below the level of our conscious awareness. And so we, we feel like in many ways, because it's below the level of our conscious awareness, we don't have a lot of choice in how we're engaging in the world. It seems to happen before we think, our response, our reaction to the world. And yet with mindfulness, as we en- encourage ourselves to be aware of what's happening in the present moment, just noticing the simplicity of our human experience. One of the things I, I see happening is, is that, um, maybe we could call it the horizon of the subconscious, gets lower, so that we can start to see those deeper motivations and actually have a little bit of space to, to, to have, to have a, some space to make a different choice. And so the mindfulness creates the conditions for us to see how our minds participate in our uh, struggles and also gives us a little space to have the mind move in a different direction. 
And so we are in this practice cultivating the conditions for a new understanding about our minds. And that uh, those conditions um, allow, what we could say is kind of allow a more, um, um, I, guess, I guess I would say those, the, the creating those conditions um, allows our minds to understand things in a different way so that our minds will make different choices. Ultimately, we see that our mind, the, the, the understanding that comes through the meditation supports our mind in choosing differently. It's not so much actually, as the practice deepens, it's not so much that we have to consciously try to change the direction of our minds. But the very seeing of how our mind is participating in its suffering, the mind itself begins to shift to not creating that suffering. As it sees how it is participating in the, uh, the feelings that lead us to struggle and suffering, anger, confusion, frustration, hatred, our mind begins to let go of that direction. I, I think of this as because in some ways our, um, our organism actually wants to be happy Our organism wants to move towards, we could say, move towards well-being. And because much, at this point, much of our choice, the place where we're choosing from, is below the level of our conscious awareness and is conditioned, we are are not able to participate in those choices. And the, the habitual mind is choosing what it has always chosen. And yet when we uh, reveal with mindfulness what is um, happening, uh, that movement, that natural movement of mind, that natural movement towards well-being begins to understand that there are different choices that can be made. And so very much I think we have to appreciate our human system's movement in the direction of well-being. And as we um, give our system, our whole system, new information by being mindful and seeing how our system has participated in suffering, our system begins to change its course. So as I said earlier, this practice that I'm offering is um, primarily a receptive mindfulness practice. Often in mindfulness practice, and certainly at the beginning of my mindfulness practice, I got the uh, idea that if I wasn't choosing what my mind was paying attention to, if I didn't have control over what my mind was paying attention to, then it meant I wasn't being mindful. And that is certainly one way to cultivate mindfulness, to choose an experience such as the breath and stay with the breath. And when you notice the mind has wandered off of the breath, you come back to the breath. That's one way to cultivate mindfulness. But that, that cultivation is about directing the attention. And attention and mindfulness are not the same thing. Mindfulness is more our capacity to know what's happening in the present moment while it's happening. And that can be happening. That can, we can, we can, our minds can be aware of what's happening in the present moment while it's happening, whether or not we're choosing what to pay attention to. 
so we can um, begin to explore this difference. What does it mean to be settled back and receive what is already happening? And we'll talk about this a lot during the week and during the day, during tomorrow. Um, I thought that the talk tomorrow morning and the morning um, sitting will be primarily about this topic, about this receptive awareness. So we are in this practice opening to all aspects of our experience right from the beginning, just relaxing and receiving what's happening, hearing or body sensation or even thoughts, moods, emotions, smells, if they're happening, sights when your eyes are open. So all aspects of our experience, we, we settle back. It's kind, of, it's kind of like we take ourselves out of the driver's seat of choosing what we're attending to and let ourselves be a passenger and just notice what attention is already paying attention to. Because attention, this factor of attention I mentioned a few minutes ago, attention is, um, it's possible to choose consciously what we're paying attention to. So right now I could encourage you to just notice the sensations of your hands. Maybe notice a breath. And probably your attention just naturally went there. You know, so I was helping you to direct your attention to some aspect of experience in that moment. So the, that a factor of attention can be under our, let's say, conscious control. We can choose what to pay attention to. We can think, I'm going to pay attention to my feet and pay attention to our feet. And yet this factor of attention is always happening whether or not we are consciously choosing what to pay attention to. There is some uh, conditioning that is um, kind of directing that attention. What we've habitually paid attention to is tends to be what we will be paying attention to when we're not consciously choosing. And so uh, this practice is, is kind of about following that. Instead of consciously choosing where we are directing the attention, we are exploring, it's kind of like we have this, um, oh, just kind of like shadowing where the attention is going. And so we can relax and just simply, where's the, where's the attention now? What's naturally, what are you naturally aware of in this moment? Maybe it's the hearing of my voice or seeing or maybe a breath or maybe the contact of your body against the chair or cushion or bench or maybe it's another breath. Maybe it's an emotion or mood. And so we, we relax and explore this possibility of, of like shadowing our, where our attention is going. My teacher, Sayadaw Utejaniya, um, gave this analogy at one point of, um, as, I t- as I gave this analogy for me of, of like shadowing the attention, he said, oh yeah, it's kind of like taking a dog for a walk. You know, the dog is just going to go bounding around, sniffing that, looking at that, d- putting its nose in this, and your job is just to hold on to the leash. 
So you don't have to control where the dog goes or what it gets up to. You just have to make sure you, you, you have a hold of the leash. And that's kind of what we're exploring here, is to be aware of where the attention goes. As long as we are aware of this, then we are mindful. So the mindfulness is just the knowing what is happening in the present moment. What is the attention already paying attention to? To support this, I found, uh, and actually to support pretty much any meditation practice, relaxation is very helpful. And so this is where we begin, really, is with relaxation. Um, When we, uh, what I would say, I guess, is that when the mind is relaxed, not caught up in thoughts or worries or concerns. So when our mind is relaxed, it's actually very naturally aware of the present moment. And so we can uh, use a relaxation because when we relax the body, and we can do this consciously as we begin, when we relax the body... This supports, it, it, it aids, it helps, it creates conditions for our mind to be able to relax. And then that relaxed mind is much more naturally, simply mindful. I will be using the words aware, awareness, and mindfulness synonymously today. This is, um, I like the word awareness, actually. It's, it feels more evocative to me of what is happening when we're mindful. Um, and mindfulness is getting so many, um, um, it's, like, it's so, so ubiquitous in our, in, our, um, in our culture right now. Um, sometimes the word has its, its meanings, and it often is a more intellectual kind of meaning. And so... The word awareness to me is more evocative of what's happening. So relaxation. We'll start with relaxation. And once there's some modicum of relaxation, and you're welcome to come back, come back to relaxation during the day. If you find yourself at certain points, especially after the mind wanders, especially after the mindfulness gets lost for a period of time, if you notice that there's kind of tension that's crept into a, to your system, it can be useful to just take some moments to relax the body, relax the mind again. There were times when I was practicing in the monastery with Sayadaw Utejaniya that I would use a whole sitting period to just relax because the mind had gotten so tense. So th- it is that the relaxation, starting with relaxation, I would say, is a form of directing the attention. We are starting with this to direct the attention. But it's in support of creating the conditions for this very easeful, relaxed mind that can receive whatever's happening. So we'll begin with relaxation. And then as the mind begins to relax, we just start to check in what am I aware of? What am I aware of? We notice that we're aware and what we're aware of. Noticing that we are aware is, is a piece of this practice and it's a, it's a very important piece 
of this practice because the in this following of the attention, one of the things that we need to um, to start to recognize is what it's like to be aware, no matter what the object or of experience is, no matter what the mind is paying attention to. If those, for those of you who've not done this style of receptive practice, and people have sometimes um, said this in, in questions, they said, well, my mind is wandering. You know, it's, it, it, it's wandering from this sound to this sight to this body sensation, so it's not, it's not very stable. And yet, if you are aware that the mind is shifting from experience to experience, the awareness is stable, the object, not so. But this a feeling or this kind of recognition of, am I aware? This is an important um, piece of this practice of recognizing what it's like to be aware. Because that helps us to recognize that kind of stability of, of the mindfulness. It helps us to recognize, yes, I'm aware. Okay, yes, I'm aware. And what am I aware of? Initially, um, in checking in, am I aware? Um, again, especially for those of you who are newer to this practice, you may not have a sense of how you know that you're aware. You just kind of know that you're aware. And you don't have to try to figure out how you know you're aware. Just taking, okay, yep, yep, I'm aware, okay. And then you can, you can immediately check in. And what is awareness knowing right now? So we just kind of check in. Okay, yep, I know I'm aware. Over time, what I've seen is over time is we just kind of touch into that recognition of knowing that I'm aware. It begins to help um, the mind touch into the experience of awareness. It has a quality, a felt sense, a flavor to it experientially. But it's subtle. And so it's not obvious immediately. So we just start by just checking in. Am I aware? Yep. Okay, I'm aware. And what am I aware of? Recognizing what I'm aware of. It's that, as I said, this uh, what I'm aware of can be a variety of things. So just... Moment after moment, what am I aware of? What am I aware of? How we uh, practice or how we make effort in this receptive practice, it also feels a little different in a way uh, from a practice where we're picking an object and staying with that object. Because there our effort goes to recognizing um, whether we're with that object or not. Am I with the breath? No, okay, come back to the breath. So it's just kind of a simple breath, not breath, kind of exploration with the effort and we are exploring what does it mean? Can I stay with that breath? In this practice, the effort that we make is more about recognizing the awareness and moment to moment knowing what am I aware of? Just am I, what am I aware of? What, of what? What am I aware of? Am I aware of what? 
we can use um, quiet questions in our mind. Some of you may find this useful, others not. Just this, you know, am I aware? Or is awareness here? Aware? Sometimes I just ask, aware of what? Aware of what? Just a gentle checking in. Am I aware? Okay, yep. And what's obvious? So in this moment, are you aware? And what's obvious? Maybe a sound. Maybe a body sensation. Maybe a breath. And so we can use these questions to support in a gentle way. This is a form of making effort using these questions to support us to stay connected with changing experience. The level of effort we make, it's such a light touch, such a light touch of effort. Again, I think this is true for all practices. We tend to over-effort often in our meditation practice. But right now, if I, if I ask you to notice the sensation of your hands, notice the contact of your hips against the chair, cushion or bench. How hard is that? When I said each thing, was it very difficult to touch in, to know that you were aware of that in that moment? That is the level of effort that we need to make. Just for a, in a moment, in a split second, aware of hearing right now. Not very hard. Aware of a breath. Not very difficult. What tends to be more challenging for us and where I think our effort gets a little bit tangled is in trying to maintain the mindfulness, the awareness, moment after moment. Especially in uh, picking a particular object like the breath, we tend to try to hold on, you know, try to squeeze onto it and, and say, I'm not going anywhere. And so what we um, can explore here is rather than trying to pick up or hold on to many moments of mindfulness across time, it's actually a delusion we think we can do that. We just have enough effort to be present for this, whatever this is, whatever's obvious right now. Just enough for this half second of experience. And then the effort is about remembering just to do it again, very gently, just again, another moment of mindfulness. And so noticing what's obvious in this moment, a sound, a body sensation, a breath, A light touch, moment after moment after moment. 
And so our um, practice is really about a very gentle persistence of a light touch of effort. At the beginning, we need to have that gentle persistence a little more frequently because our minds will tend to be in their habitual mode of getting distracted by things. And so we just at the beginning, we're a little more intentional moment to moment. Am I aware of what? Of what? How about now? How about now? And so at the beginning, we remind ourselves, it's, it's, we remind ourselves a little more frequently. As the practice goes on, our mindfulness gains some momentum. And we don't need to remind ourselves as frequently. And this is a little bit of the art of the practice, recognizing how frequently we need to remind ourselves to be aware. As, as the mindfulness gains a little bit of momentum, it may, be, it may be that we notice something, a sound, and then we're automatically knowing a breath without trying to remind ourselves to be aware. And then maybe another sound comes. And then it feels, what we start getting familiar with, what, what we start uh, recognizing a little bit around, uh, around this, recognizing that I am aware, we might start to recognize a little bit of a kind of just beginning of a drifty quality of mind. Like, oh yeah, sound, oh. It's kind of like the mind is kind of letting it dr- drift off. That's a time to, oh right, am I aware? And maybe what you're aware of in that moment is this kind of, pleasant drift equality of mind. Oh, drift equality of mind. That's what I'm aware of. And then a sound. And then another body sense. And then am I aware? And so this learning to tune the level of reminding ourselves to be aware to the practice, to how much momentum there is. This is, this is also something that I'll speak about quite a bit. So the concentration in this practice... Um, is about the stability of mindfulness. We're familiar with a maybe more form of concentration that comes with um, staying with the single experience, staying with a breath, for example. And there is a form of concentration that comes with that, and it tends to, to create a kind of stillness because we're just with one thing. The kind of concentration that comes with this practice is about the stability of the mindfulness. It, be- it can begin to feel like the awareness itself is very still and very stable, but there's a lot of dynamic experience coming through. And so the experience of concentration in this style of practice doesn't have that same quality of everything getting very still. In a, form, in a form of concentration practice where we're looking at one object, the experience gets very quiet as well as the awareness getting very stable. In this practice, the awareness gets very stable, but the experience is very dynamic. And this, again, is why it is um, a kind of practice that can be carried off the cushion into daily life. Because we we do not have to have this kind of single-pointed awareness to have this stability of mindfulness on whatever we're doing, driving or eating or talking. 
we can have the stability of mindfulness knowing this dynamic, changing human experience. So this is where we're exploring in these days. And of course, the mind will wander. It will go off. And for those of you who are... um, less familiar with this style of practice, it will probably feel like the mindful mind is wandering more. As I said, it can be useful to check, is the mind actually losing mindfulness? Or is it simply knowing something that you're not so used to it knowing? Is the, is the awareness, the attention shifting from experience to experience? But perhaps the, the awareness is there. And the mind will wander off into thought, we'll get lost, we will not have any sense of awareness at all, and then mindfulness can return. And in that moment of mindfulness returning, that's a real moment to to connect with because awareness has arisen again. In that moment when awareness returns, that's a great place to begin to get familiar with the experience of mindfulness itself what mindfulness actually feels like. Because there's kind of a contrast in that moment after the mind has been wandering. There's a kind of a contrast between the feeling of the mind that's not present and the quality of the mind that is present in this moment. And so we can begin to uh, recognize what what awareness is like in that moment. So that's a great moment. If your mind wanders a hundred times in in a sitting meditation, that's a hundred times you get the opportunity to check into that experience of the difference between non-mindfulness and mindfulness. So in that moment when the mindfulness returns, take a moment to, to, ah, awareness. This is awareness. Okay. And then what is obvious in this moment? That's another, another good question rather than what am I aware of? What's obvious? What's already here? What is the mind already paying attention to? In that moment, there may be a kind of a pull back to thinking. At the beginning, just see if you can you know, let that pull go. Notice that that's there. And perhaps it, this can be a place in this practice where it's useful to pick some experience to connect with. If, is there, if there's a pull to thinking in that moment, let yourself connect with something that's easy for you to connect with whether that's your body, a breath, the sound, just reminding yourself, right, this is what it's like to be aware and this is, what it's, this is what it's like for the mind to know what it's aware of. Let, it, let your mind connect with something for a few moments and then see if you can uh, allow the awareness, the, um, the mindfulness to follow the attention again. And then the last piece I'll mention before we do a a little bit of a guided meditation is um, another important piece of this practice. And so, so far I've talked about, you know, relax. The receptive quality of recognizing that we're aware and what we are aware of. So in terms of the practice itself, relax, recognize awareness, and receive experience. So these are the basic instructions. There's not a lot actually to do in this practice. Uh, And then another piece of the practice that's really uh, important and helpful is a checking into 
How am I with what is happening? So we have relationships to what happens in our human experience. When something pleasant arises, we tend to like it, we want more of it. When something unpleasant arises, we tend to not like it, we want to get rid of it. Something neutral arises, we tend to not really notice it. We may space out, think it's not important. And so the, um, this, this kind of relationship to experience is in the realm of our habitual uh, conditioning. Most of our relationships to experience are what they've been in the past. And so as we uh, explore with mindfulness what's here, this is a way that we begin to lower this horizon of the subconscious to check in, you know, how am I relating to this experience? Because often that relationship is more below our conscious awareness. And so this Sayada Utejaniya calls this checking the attitude. Um, That word attitude sometimes can have a a spin to it in our, in our language. And so I, I often like to offer other words. How am I with this experience? What's the relationship to this experience? So there's going to, there's going to be uh, relationships both to um, what is happening, a sound, you know, at some point today a leaf blower might happen, you know, so... There's a sound. What's the relationship to that? Is there aversion? Do I want it to go away? So knowing that, this is what's happening. So this, this begins to allow those habitual relationships to become more present in our minds. And as I mentioned that, allowing what's happening in the subconscious of our minds to become more conscious is, is a way that our system begins to reorient So we learn something about our minds as we notice those relationships. And so generally there'll be four basic flavors of relationship. Either we will uh, like something that's happening and want more of it, a kind of a, a, a relationship of greed. We won't like something that's happening and we'll want to get rid of it, a relationship of aversion. There'll be something that we're kind of confused about perhaps. We're uncertain about what to do or what's happening. So those three are related to the Buddha's um, three root causes of distress in our lives. Greed, aversion, and delusion. The fourth attitude um, that can happen and will happen is kind of an attitude that is okay with whatever is happening. Saito Tejaniya calls that wise attitude. It's a, um, a way of observing that allows you to be at ease with whatever's arising. And so this is the direction that the practice moves, that we have more and more wise attitude, more and more ease with whatever's arising. And yet we don't get there right away. It's, like, it's not like we can just drop wise attitude in our mind and say, I'm going to be at ease with whatever's arising. 
But we get to wise attitude by exposing these unhelpful attitudes. We get to that okayness with what's happening by becoming aware of, oh, there's a sound and I don't like that sound. That's what's happening right now. Can I know that? Can I allow that to be what's happening in this moment? Oh, there's hearing and not liking happening. That's what's happening. Can that be okay? So this, uh, this part of checking the attitude, we can also do this with the question occasionally. What's the relationship? How am I with experience? What's the attitude? I would encourage that question to just happen occasionally. The, the main kind of efforting is really around establishing that connection with moment-to-moment experience and from time to time um, dropping in this question, how am I? with what is happening. There's not much more to do there other than to recognize that too is what's happening in the present moment. It's like, that, it's like that's exposing something that we might not have been clearly aware of before and so now we can be clearly aware of it. Oh, not liking is happening. Frustration is happening. Anger's happening. That's what's happening. And this is how the body is with it. So it's very simple. So those are the basic... Oh, oh, one more piece about the attitude. Uh, we, can, we can have relationship to what is happening in experience, the sounds, the, the body sensations. That's one form of attitude that, that we can have. But we can also have very subtle hidden attitudes, agendas, essentially, about the meditation itself. Uh, attitude about, if I were being properly mindful, this would be my experience. This is the wrong experience because if I were properly mindful. And so this is a form of delusion mixed up in this case probably with some greed and aversion. You know, some, something else should be happening. <laughs> this kind of leaning. What, where, where's the other thing that's supposed to be happening? So there can not only be attitudes around what is arising but also around our relationship to the practice itself. So let's take a moment to stand and then we'll do um, a little sitting. You've been sitting for a while, so I want to give your bodies a little break. <laughs> 